0: Christmas in the layout and we're gonna have a lot of fun. Merry Christmas everybody. Merry Christmas
1: everyone. Welcome back to the Advent Calendar House, the official holiday podcast for eight-year-olds who know who Charo is. <laughs> Come on in, pull yourself up a chair because today we're talking about a now 30-year-old special starring my favorite impossibly ageless man-child, the Pee-wee's Playhouse Christmas Special from 1988. I am your host and completely ignored dog-shaped chase lounge no one ever sits on or talks about, Mike Westfall. And my guests today who are ready to assist me include artificially intelligent pile of home appliances made even more useful when instigating loud chaos with a single word, it's Joey O. Hey, Joey. Hey, Mike. (laughs) Also, here is talking iPad on wheels, whose idea of a family reunion involves a small sacrifice of personal space, Aaron Evans. Welcome back, Aaron. (laughs) (laughs) And like an anxious flying dinosaur, my last guest is an old friend from a place that existed long, long ago called Progressive Boink. Lindy is here. Hey, Lindy. Hello.
2: Back from the internet wayback machine. (laughs) Yes. Do you two remembering the internet of the early (laughs) two (laughs) thousands?
1: I do. Most of it's not there anymore. I know. Uh, but thankfully, this is still up in many, many places, including Netflix. I saw a copy on YouTube, so I got to see fun commercials from 1988, including our old friend Joey, Bill Gavin, as Scrooge in the Honey Nut Cheerios Christmas commercial.
0: Yes, yes. <laughs> we own it on VHS. We watched it on Netflix yesterday, but we own it on VHS as oh, well. Oh,
1: wow. Yeah. Like taped off the TV VHS? No.
3: Well, I mean, I, I have that too somewhere. But um but like like purchased off wherever it was purchased. The official release. Yeah, the official okay. yeah. VHS. <laughs> which which by the way does include the hotel accommodations
2: information.
1: Oh well thank goodness. <laughs> isn't
2: it it's isn't it some random Beverly Hills hotel or something like that?
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean how else are you gonna fit in Grace Jones and Dinah Shore appearing via satellite into a hotel?
1: <laughs> right. And a lot of these are just people who just happen to be stopping by like Cher was on tour and happened to stop by and Magic Johnson had a game that night. And <laughs> I don't know which game, but the Lakers I looked it up on basketball reference and the Lakers <laughs> oh won God. every every game in November, every home game in November and December of nineteen eighty eight. So. Showtime.
2: Wow, it was a good day in uh, South Central L.A. Uh,
1: yeah, and some of those games were against the Supersonics, so maybe. <laughs> Very possible.
3: Oh, no, they didn't narrow it down to the exact date.
1: Yeah, but it was sometime in 1992. I Ice Cube yeah. is calling BS on that, but I don't believe him. <laughs> Over,
3: He didn't remember. <laughs> no, of course not. He was too busy.
1: <laughs> well, I am super excited to talk about this one, uh... Peewee's Christmas special premiered on CBS on December 21st, 1988, which was a Wednesday night. Does anyone remember watching this one when it premiered?
2: It's very possible I did, although it's one of those things where it's more of a VHS memory in between uh, reshowings of Fruity Pebbles commercials, <laughs> that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, Exactly
3: that. I don't remember seeing it live. I probably did, but I know I taped it.
0: I feel like I didn't see it until we got together. I feel like I didn't see it growing up. Oh, wow.
2: That's possible. What kind of shelter youth did you have?
0: (laughs) (laughs) One where I just watched the Brie Pebbles commercial and nothing else. (laughs) (laughs) Just on a constant loop.
1: I definitely watched this the night it aired. Pee-wee's Playhouse was maybe second only to the Muppets and Sesame Street when it came to things I got really, really into as a very young child. Uh, Because my dad was really into watching it with us which oh. was strange for something that aired on a Saturday morning. He would usually sleep in, but for some reason, he was all about Pee-Wee's Playhouse.
2: That's kind of funny, because my mother is the same way. She, would, she was totally into watching Pee-Wee with me, and, it, you know, for what most people like to joke about with Pee-Wee now, it seems like such an odd thing to do.
1: You'd think so. Well, Pee-Wee's whole aesthetic has a lot of that 50s, 60s kind of, to it. So looking back on it now for our generation is sort of a double rollover nostalgia for a time I didn't actually live through. So it's probably a lot of that. That's how I explain why did my dad like Peewee so much?
3: <laughs> well, also, you know, it, it was he 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 did angle certain things more toward the adult side anyway. That's like, true. Like he's a man child. Like he's he's a grown ass man pretending to be a kid in a playhouse, which is obviously an adult, and 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 all of his friends are adults or appliances. And, <laughs> um, and and if you think about all the guest stars, a litany of guest stars from the mid eighties. But who was this geared toward? Because children didn't know these people.
0: Which we'll get to soon. Yeah, sure will. And the original was adult oriented. Like the original exactly. came out of the groundlings. Like I just right. read um, a year and a couple of years ago, I read a biography of Phil Hartman. There's a lot in there about Pee Wee because Phil was really integral to the creation of the original show, which was not for kids. And they, that was on HBO. Oh, no. And he was, it. Uh, Captain Carl, so it
2: was Captain Carl, actually. Captain Carl. Yes, he was uh, only—he was actually on the regular series too, but I believe only in the first run, which was about thirteen episodes or so.
0: That sounds yeah. I think right. they had it was like-
2: him and like Carlos, the gay pool boy, and I think every they—they're the ones that got cut going into the next season.
1: <laughs> uh, Mrs. Steve got cut and replaced with Mrs. Renee, who we'll see a little later.
0: Yeah, I think Phil had like a falling out with Paul Rubin somewhere along the way oh, and plus he was busy. I mean, he wasn't on he SNL. Was he guy, was on SNL yeah. by then.
2: That's a pity. Phil Hartman was a national treasure. Yeah. I,
1: I share a birthday with Phil Hartman. That's right. Shared. 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 Well, I mean, it's, it's still his birthday. <laughs> He's just not getting any older. Oh. 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 Gone but not forgotten, Phil Hartman. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, this Christmas special aired on primetime, which was a must watch family event in my house. But so let me ask you guys just for a brief history of watching Pee Wee's Playhouse or however else you might have discovered Pee Wee Herman, the character. Let's start with you, Lindy.
2: Um, I, it's just a product of Saturday morning TV watching, I think okay. it's kind of. The sort of thing where it's like, I don't really remember why I watched it. I just did. And it might have been just as simple as my mother's like, here, let's watch this together. And then we both liked it. And it kind of kept on from there. But yeah, I for the morning, she didn't watch it with me. I was definitely screaming at the television at 830 in the morning, which I think is one (laughs) of the better in jokes that people don't appreciate when you only watch it on TV.
0: Now, Joey, did you grow up watching Pee Wee? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I just feel like the special just I missed it. When it was on, I guess. But no, I watched Pee-wee pretty regularly, and it feels like he was just an omnipresent presence in the '80s. You know, weirdly, I saw Big Top Pee-wee be- years before I saw Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Wow, really? I feel like I, re- my friend, and I rented Big Top Pee-wee, and then I know I didn't see Pee-wee's Big Adventure until like college ish. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, I saw Pee-wee's Big Adventure.
1: It was on VHS, but I saw it while the show was still on the air. Yeah. And that was like, we. it was a Friday night movie at our house. It was just like, hey, Pee-wee's got a movie. Oh, all right. Here to <laughs> come to realize that that came before the series, years yeah. later, but.
2: Yeah, that that was a weird realization. and I don't even remember seeing Big Top Pee-wee in theaters, like while the show was still, it wasn't while it was still on, it just as it was ending. I can't really remember, but.
1: I think it might have overlapped just spot a little of- bit. I'll have to look it up and. Oh, I looked it up yesterday. <laughs> Big Top Pee Wee out in 88. Okay, so yeah, right before this special.
3: I watched Big Top Pee Wee in the theater. I did not see Big Adventure in the theater, but I do remember renting it many, many, many times from the local um, video store. Uh, with, and they could have just bought it for me for <laughs> cheaper. <laughs>
2: Or <laughs> the they could have taped it off of television. That's how I saw it, and I still have a copy. And it has a Pringles commercial with Brad Pitt in it.
0: <laughs> what? It's,
2: it's a really specific memory, but yeah, there is a Pringles commercial with Brad Pitt in it, and I remember watching it when I was older. And I'm like, I I know that guy.
1: <laughs> I'm just opening a tab and typing Pringles commercial Brad Pitt, and I'm going to cut it in right
0: here oh no pringles
2: he's shirtless and stuff. I'm not entirely sure it's been a minute since I've seen it. But, yeah, young young Brad Pitt hawking uh,
1: potato snacks. Well, that goes well with the the peewee aesthetic of him ending up making a new wing in the playhouse being uh, built by those shirtless construction workers. (laughs) (laughs) Brad Pitt had fit right in there. All right, before we, like, go way to the end of the special, let's start from the beginning. We open with a snowy version of the stop-motion wilderness where the Playhouse is very badly hidden from sight. But Followed by what appears to be the U.S. Marine Corps choir singing a special opening theme song, It's Christmas in the Playhouse. But it's not actual Marines, I've come to found out. I looked it up. It is the Men's Choir of UCLA in Marine uniforms, according to IMDb. Oh, it's Christmas in the Playhouse. Had hoped to book the actual Marine Choir, but they were unavailable at the time of filming. I mean, there are so many toys and so many talks, they can't come to the playhouse. <laughs> <laughs> then the music picks up a bit, and out come the dancers.
0: Christmas!
1: And this has like Wednesday night primetime special feel right away. This is when I know something magical is happening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and before we get into the special proper, does anyone have anything of note about this opening sequence?
3: Oh, my favorite thing in this opening sequence, and it's a beautiful opening sequence, but my favorite thing is when there's like a staged trip, like Pee Wee stumbles over one of the dancers. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and it's my favorite thing.
1: <laughs> He's one of the few people who can pull that off. And it's yes. just it's part of the character.
3: I was waiting for it when we rewatched it, and I was and I was looking at that particular um, singer, and I could see him readying himself to get in Pee Wee's way, and Pee Wee to give him that dirty look, and I absolutely adore it <laughs> because <laughs> when he says it's funny, amazing stank. <laughs>
2: No, Pee Wee had classic stink face, and that's one thing that is never. uh, People don't really mention it often enough, I think.
1: (laughs) There's a good stink face moment a little later that I'll get to. (gasps) Oh,
2: (laughs) yeah. Yeah, he has several good ones. Uh, One thing I think. I, I don't know. Mike, you have kids. I don't. But I feel like there was a lot of content produced in the late 80s and early 90s that made reference to like the era of uh, Motown and having like black girl uh, backup singers that show up like he
1: has. That That is very much a product of the time, I think.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I just remember seeing that as, like, a common trope growing up. Like, everybody needed, like, the Supremes as a backup whenever they had, like, a musical number. (laughs) Get them a pip or something.
1: That's not still (laughs) a thing. I'll tell you that right now. I think the most recent thing my kids have seen where that's a trope is the movie Hercules, which was late
0: 90s. We've also already done the episode about uh, California Raisins, too. Yes, we have.
2: Oh, oh you did the stop motion Christmas? Yes. Yes. That's supreme.
1: Uh Emily was on that one. Nice. Yeah, that's gonna... She's the perfect person to talk about that. that. Yeah, I'm glad she she spoke up when she saw me tweet about that. But and I'm glad you're here. <laughs>
2: Uh, <laughs> Actually, I thought about talking, but when I saw Irv at the the claymation one, but I saw she was going to join in, and I'm like, "Nah, she's got to have that one. That's too perfect." <laughs> He's got to, she has to talk about Quasimodo and the bells at length, oh, yes. and just enjoy it so much. <laughs> uh,
1: my one last joke in the beginning that I wanted to mention that Pee Wee welcomes us to his Christmas special, and he runs down the cast, including Terry, Cocky, Glovy, Flory and that. <laughs> And it goes on, but but Annette Funicello gets listed twice, so we could get that Mickey Mouse Club joke in there. And well done, I got that as a kid because I had the Disney Channel, so they would show like old fifty five Mickey Mouse Club reruns. So I got it.
2: That was a pretty prime joke, uh, joke that they put in there. But you know what? As far as Mickey Mouse goes or uh, Mickey Mouse Club, the Annette joke is good for Pee Wee, but the best Mouseketeer is still Roy. A oh, big God. fat 40-year-old guy went to a bunch of kids in the fifties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: They should have gotten Roy.
2: I think he might have been dead.
0: Oh,
1: oh yeah. Uh, I'm not looking. <laughs> but,
0: um,
1: and then we get to the special proper and we find Pee-wee finishing up dictating his very long Christmas list for Santa Claus to his robot pal, Conky. And the very extensive list includes a moped, a deluxe wood-burning kit, a new space helmet, a walkie-talkie, and he ponders with us, the silent audience, about possibly adding a new car, cooking utensils, the practical gift of cash, and a yo-yo. And that's when Cocky, the sentient robot, interrupts to remind Pee-wee, you already have a yo-yo. And he goes to check inside the world's most amazing revolving toy closet. Yes. (laughs)
0: This whole episode is
1: just going to be me wishing I lived in Pee-wee's playhouse and had all of his furniture.
2: (laughs) That was really most of watching that show as a kid. It's like, why don't I have a fridge full of anthropomorphic
1: food? No, I wish (laughs) my store was alive and a creep. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get to that. We're about to, but... uh, (laughs) No, here comes the stink face I'm talking about. Pee-wee's revolving closet is passcode protected and he makes this incredible sourpuss face when the camera tries to kind of look at him typing in his pin
3: (laughs) it's a very long pin as well
0: it is and and it pans away and then you start to like peep at him again which is the brilliance of that joke
2: and that's that's when the face comes in. (laughs) you know i think Wee should have like Ended up doing cybersecurity for some sort of <laughs> big banking firm. We might not have as many leaks as we did if Shut they up. had his password protection. You know,
1: that's a very good point.
2: <laughs> Topical humor. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, but he, he finds his yo-yo and then he concludes his list by adding a pup tent football, new train set, a set of encyclopedias. And one of those dolls you fill up with the gooey, gloopy stuff. Yes. I'm going to need to ask the women, do you know what that means? Because I don't know what that means.
2: Actually, I can answer this one. Um, I just recently watched an episode of Pawn Stars. And somebody brought in this doll called Mr. I think it was Mr. Goo. It had a name similar to that, but it, it was this green monster doll and you literally filled it with like ectop like the uh Ghostbusters ectoplasm slime and squeeze oh, wow. him it came out of him and that's all it did. Right. Uh-huh. But it literally existed. <laughs>
3: I don't think it was very much a little girl thing because all the commercials that I remember, and no, I did not get a doll with the gooey, gloopy stuff in it. Um, but all the commercials that I remember were very like it's monsters and they're filled with slime, really okay. like, geared toward boys. Okay. I think
1: I'm thinking yeah. it was more like a baby alive sort of thing where you fill it up no. with water and it's supposed to feel like it's real. Okay, yeah, that makes so much more. Sense.
2: Why a three year old or a four year old little girl needs a doll that creates fake feces is still beyond (laughs) me. Yeah, no, I I would not refer to that consistency as gooey and gloopy anyhow. I hope (laughs) not. Oh my gosh.
1: (laughs) Uh, And then Pee-wee signs his letter, most sincerely yours. Especially
0: during this holiday season. Your pal, who's been very, 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 very good all this whole year long. Pee-wee I'm not kidding about how good I've been, Herman. <laughs> oh, P.S. I really have been good. Please believe me, Santa. Please, please and thank you. I've practically been an angel. G G G G P U U E. Do you think if you ask, enough? Mm, no, but I didn't want to appear to be greedy. He doesn't make his point. Yeah. Which
2: Hey, in a modern Christmas special, he would have also told Santa, you know, Happy Tet, have a festive Ramadan, <laughs> just like covered every single base, awesome. just in case Santa had practiced something else on his days off. You never know.
1: Yeah, well Santa
3: gets all these letters, you can't you can't like hit him with subtlety. It's gotta it's gotta really drive home that point.
1: He's like it's like scanning for resumes. He's looking for the big bullet points. But. As Conky starts to smoke as he prints out Pee-wee's long ticker tape of a Christmas list, in comes the ravishing Missy (laughs) Vaughn, played flawlessly by Lin-Marie Stewart. Okay, have we all watched Pee-wee's Big Holiday on Netflix?
2: No. No. I
1: have. Okay. Lynn Marie Stewart is in there, but not as Miss Yvonne. She's essentially the opposite of Miss Yvonne in this movie. So, Oh, no. I'm not going to spoil it for you two if you haven't seen it. But I
3: mean, I figure we will see it. We just uh, It just hasn't been the right
1: time for us, I think. It's not great. It's not <laughs> big adventure great by any means. It might not even be big top great, but I enjoyed it. I had a fun time.
0: You know what her role is now, right? No,
1: oh, uh, what's his face? His mom.
0: Yep. On It's she's Always Sunny.
1: Charlie
2: Kelly's mother. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> she's also in some random, like, commercial for, I think, old people's cell phones, too. I've seen. Really? <laughs> yes. I, it's it's some sort of, like, commercial where they're trying to be funny. She doesn't get any lines. And I'm just like, oh my God, it's Susie Vaughn. Well, look she's looking worse. She's
1: in her 70s now, but she looks amazing still.
2: Hey. She can uh, she can probably still rock that uh mistletoe hair and get a few hmm. kisses yes. and uh she'll get floral.
1: God <laughs> made me feel my feelings as a tiny lad. But yes, and she glides wearing this beautiful new Christmas dress uh which she still has according to I think DVD commentary. Wow. And her mistletoe hairdo which I don't remember if it lights up in the special, but there was a note on IMDb saying at one point there was a lighting rig inside her big beehive wig and it had shorted and started smoking during production.
3: I was just going to suggest maybe it shorted out and that's why they didn't use it. And you are correct. Oh, apparently yes.
1: <laughs> they had uh, it said the crew had to remove both the wig and a power pack from under her dress. So glad we avoided tragedy in the playhouse. Uh, but yes, the joke here is Miss Yvonne teaches Pee-wee about mistletoe, and now everyone in the playhouse wants her to come and stand next to them, including Flory, because Flory is a creepy monster. <laughs> that's, that's the dirtiest joke in the whole
0: special. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, and, Miss God,
0: is- darling.
1: <laughs> and Miss Yvonne is uh, the first of many playhouse guests to gift Pee-wee the gift of fruitcake. Y'all, I must have missed the fruitcake memo as it relates to Christmas. This was only ever a TV trip to me. Have any of you even had fruitcake? My I dad- was about to
2: ask the same thing.
1: <laughs> <Okay>.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know my dad likes fruitcake. I don't know anyone else.
2: <laughs> I've seen it
3: in any movie. <laughs> um I I think I think we were gifted fruitcake a couple of times in my family in my uh, youth, but I don't recall a lot of it. And a lot of the stuff that you get, it's small and it's got like fake fruit-looking stuff in it. Like it, it's it's not how how it used to be in the olden days, as they say, you know.
1: But um, it looks like that. It looks like little colored bits that if you're looking at it far away, it's like, "Ooh, is that M and M's?" Nope, it's fruit. <laughs> Closest I've ever had to a fruit cake was a pineapple upside-down cake around Christmas time, I think. But it certainly wasn't wrapped like a gift or hard enough to break a window. <laughs>
2: Well, you see, pineapple upside-down cake can be delightful. Fruitcake, as we've been led to to believe by television, is poison? I think.
1: I'm not entirely sure at this point. I guess by the time the 80s rolled around, everybody figured out, you know what, why are we still doing this fruitcake
2: thing? I feel like fruitcake is one of those things from those bygone eras when you had cookbooks that were put out by the makers of gelatin. And everything
1: Joy's a fruitcake. Well, at this point, Pee-wee gets a call from the picture phone. And can I gush over the picture phone for a minute? <laughs> That's the thing I wanted the most. On one hand, this was firmly on the list of things I could not wait for technology to catch up with Pee-wee's playhouse to make <laughs> reality. But on the other, I'm glad it's a lot easier to just open FaceTime instead of opening the lips, close the curtain, bring the tin can to my ear. <laughs>
2: Truthfully, though, I'm pretty sure that tin can still gets a better sound out of it than most phones now. (laughs) I
1: mean, you're probably (laughs) right. Well, on the other end is our first celebrity guest via picture phone. It's Whoopi Goldberg.
0: Merry Christmas, pee Wee's Playhouse. Pee-wee speaking. Hi, Pee-wee. Merry Christmas. I was just calling to see if I could be on your Christmas special. I'm awfully sorry, Whoopi, but I've already booked too many stars as it is. Oh, well... How about next Christmas? It's a
1: cute little exchange, which Pee-wee tells her she may be able to get in uh, in two years. Maybe. (laughs) I found a working script of this special online, and I'll put it in the show notes. Here, a lot of the celebrities must have been whoever they could get at the time, because they're just listed as celebrity number one, celebrity number two. All the lines are there. But some of them are written in, like our next one, Magic Johnson. Um well, he, you know, he was apparently part of this from the beginning, but Whoopi Goldberg was just, hey, can you record this real quickly? Great. And either that was the one that worked or that was the one we could get. But but I will say to Whoopi's credit, and to most of the guests who show up, they seem genuinely into being a part of this.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I can think of like one or two that clearly didn't need to be there or didn't seem to know what they were doing. But mm-hmm. Whoopi Whoopi was into it, and she she even acted well. She's like, yeah, yeah, maybe. Right. Like, hey, yeah, that's why you got your Oscar.
2: Peewee, <laughs> <laughs> you in danger, girl? <laughs> yeah.
1: You're right. A lot of times with variety specials like this, you can tell some people are only there out of some obligation. <laughs> Props the Wookiee. Wookie. Wow. Props the Wookiee for wanting to be there. I already did that one, too. No, I did Star Wars. I'm editing it now.
0: Wookiee
1: Well, at this point in the special, it's time to play with magic screen. And into the tablet we dive as Pee-Wee connects the dots.
0: I remember la la la. I
1: remember connecting the dots being him actually connecting the dots i don't know
0: no
3: they did
1: that yeah so i don't know what was going on in this special where it was just music was playing in the background more than i remember and And i think it was more of an extended scene
2: so you kind of they're like we got to fit in we got to fit in five more celebrities and we couldn't get zha zha gabor this week for some reason so (laughs) it's already solved there you
1: go (laughs) done Yes, well, these dots reveal a sleigh, but Pee Wee discovers he's not alone, for also inside the magic screen is his cousin, Magic Johnson. Hi, Pee Wee.
0: Hi, Magic. What are you doing in the magic screen?
1: The magic screen and I are cousins.
0: Can I give you a lift? Thanks.
1: And as I mentioned earlier, it is pre forced retirement, still active basketball player Magic Johnson, nope. who filmed this part in under an hour on a Saturday and then played a game that same night, so. <laughs>
3: He did great to his credit. He, he was into it.
1: <laughs> My favorite part of the whole thing was that he had to duck down to get his face in frame.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah, you know, when he first shows up, he looks like he's ten feet tall. When Pee Wee's sitting in the sleigh, uh, but
1: they go for a little sleigh ride and get chased by a polar bear, and it's a lot of just Magic Johnson and Pee Wee screaming. <laughs> <laughs> which is normal for Pee-wee, but great for Magic Johnson. I want more of that. <laughs> Look, Pee-wee, there's a the power
0: bear! Oh, this trick in the book. Ah! 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 This
2: is just Magic Johnson's Space Jam. He had to, like, give it all he had.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, did I... Magic do much acting other than that? I don't think so.
2: He was of that era, like, right, you know, since Jordan had gotten in and started doing commercials. I know that um, Magic Johnson did. Mm -hmm. But aside from maybe a choice TV appearance here and there, he did not have any major film roles that I am aware of.
0: Yeah, he was no Shaq. He, you know, he wasn't on Pro Stars. That was a little too late. (laughs) Yeah, well.
1: And as Pee Wee also returns to the Playhouse, Cherry reminds him they haven't decorated yet. And in a rare moment of remorse from Pee-Wee, he <laughs> wishes he hadn't only thought of himself. Wish? Did somebody say wish? <laughs> and it's Jambi! Well, Pee-Wee uses his wish to magically decorate the playhouse, and we even get a Yuletide version of Jambi's magic words. Mecca Lecca hai ho,
0: mecca, lecca, hi, mecca, hi, ni, ho. Mecca lecca, hi, mecca ho 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 Mecca lecca, hi, mecca ho ho ho
2: <laughs> Well, he doesn't actually use his wish there, though. He guilts Jombie into giving him a free wish because it's Christmas. Yes. Because <laughs> Pee-wee is a master negotiator.
1: <laughs> he, he phrases it like, I really wanted to use it for something else later, so he asks for this extra wish. An extra wish. Want an extra wish? What do you think this is? Christmas? Yeah. And I love Jambi's response. He's just like, oh, okay.
3: <laughs> My favorite part of the Jambi exchange is, is the solemnity with which Huey um, responds, Mega ho,
1: ho, ho. Oh, yeah.
3: That's He's them, very that's serious very, about it.
1: <laughs> we don't get that third stanza of the, <laughs> where it's super fast so we can't mess it up. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, John Paragon, who plays Jombie, yes. co-wrote this. He was also one of the behind-the-scenes minds behind the playhouse overall. But do you know my favorite role that he was in? No, do tell. He is R.J. Fletcher's son in UHF. <laughs> but, Dad! Uh,
3: oh, wow! Oh, my God. He just blew minds.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I met him at a Comic-Con a couple of years ago and told him that Uh, How Much I Love U.H.F. We talked about how much he enjoyed working with Billy Barty. And he was also on Seinfeld, where he was one of the two, um, the gay guys who had the noir. Like, who told you not to wear the ribbon?
2: (laughs) Oh, my God. He was the Hispanic one. That's what it
0: was. Oh, oh, perfect.
3: To be fair, who wasn't on Seinfeld?
0: That's true. But he's, he's so different looking in all three of those roles.
3: You mean he's not green? He has more
2: than just a head. Yes.
1: I will say, to my delight, John Paragon's photo on IMDb is of him as Jombie. Oh, of course. That's his I mean, official you know. IMDb photo. <laughs> Long live Jombie. So check off second wishes added to our inventory. And our next visitor to the Playhouse is Reba the Mail Lady. Played by S. Apatha Merkerson, more recently of NBC's Chicago Med. Oh, which I've never watched but I looked it up she's still got work and tons of it.
3: <laughs> was she previously on Law and Order
1: probably if she's on Chicago Med now I, I
3: remember her from Procedurals
1: okay yeah she's like a, a Dick Wolf regular now
3: well she's also on commercials for um well actually not lately but she's on commercials for something it's either you know if you, if you have anemia or you have you know
1: oh uh, one of those daytime commercials
3: yeah yeah one of those like diabetes okay. commercials you know?
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah she's got the she's got the kind of gravitas where you you'd actually listen to her if she was on <laughs> in the middle of the day during your stories but But Reba has Christmas cards for everyone and another fruitcake for Pee-wee. That's two now if you're counting at home.
0: (laughs) Good grief, it's a running gag. (laughs) And
1: and Pee-wee has two things for Reba. One, his Christmas list for Santa in a giant envelope. Which... To add to the previous list. Of course. And two, a set of giant press-on nails. And they're giant because they're toenails.
2: (laughs) I love how boxy they are too. Like they're square tipped.
0: Oh yeah. And like
2: not that press-on nails are <laughs> very attractive, but it just adds to the ugliness factor. <laughs> also, Bigfoot couldn't wear those press-on-toenails, so <laughs> not with <that> on, yeah. <laughs> maybe they were for Magic Johnson and he wasn't able to pick them up, who no. knows? <laughs>
1: There you go. I mean, you see Pee Wee kind of trying to re-gift a few things in this special. But that's when Reber brings in a very large package for Pee Wee. Oh. And inside is Grace Jones, dressed up as an Egyptian queen, who was supposed to be delivered to not the Playhouse, but the White House.
0: Who would send Grace Jones to the Regans? That's what I was thinking. Is this performance, really, for 1988? Reagan administration. Anybody?
1: It's his. It's his going away present.
3: My, my take on it was that you know, no. I mean, she wasn't going to do this performance for the Regans, but since she's at the playoffs, she may as well do a Christmas song. Her her performance for the Regans was going to be you know way more epic than that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, while she's there, Grace Jones offers to sing the single greatest rendition of Little Drummer Boy I have ever seen. <laughs> Sorry, animated. Oh. One day told me
2: want to why grace jones like she's a celebrity and she has connections and she's well known especially in the 80s why did she feel the need to ship herself
3: well she's it's it's, it's a cost savings thing she didn't want to pay for the airfare i mean it was nice and roomy it was bubble wrapped in there i mean if, if i could ship myself like that i probably would
1: we've all wanted to try and we come back to Christmas Arts and Crafts with Frankie Avalon and Annette Funicello and Globy.
0: So, do you know why Frankie and Annette are in this? Other than, hey, more random celebrities. No, is there, like, an actual reason? I'm assuming it's because this came out right after Back to the Beach.
1: Oh my oh. goodness, I didn't make that connection. Did
0: you see Back to the Beach growing I up? I did, I did because I feel like that he was, am- was in it. Yeah, that's why. He, he, does, uh, he does Surf and Bird. Back, back, back.
3: Joey and I were trying to figure out um, who, what celebrity interacted with P.P. the longest and then at long length, I'm like, uh, or Joey mentioned, wait a second, no, it's Frankie and Annette. They're there the whole time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they are there. (laughs) Back to the Beach was like a movie. Not really
2: under their own choice. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I feel like we rented that movie a lot when I was in like fourth grade or so. Like, hey, we're having a sleepover. Let's watch this You know, homage to films from the 60s that we didn't see. Lori Laughlin's in it and and uh, Gilligan and the Skipper and Pee Wee.
3: Because Joey has familiarity with this movie. He he was just aghast that I had never heard of it or seen it or anything.
1: (laughs) Well, you know what? I've seen it once on video
3: so he thought it was like a a traditional thing basically like oh everybody's seen this like what no
1: (laughs) i've seen it as a child i don't think i've seen back to the beach as an adult i need to do a (laughs) rewatch summer episode for next year
2: i was just at a tiki bar this weekend and they it was the diviest place but they had a television playing back to the beach and as i'm sitting there i'm like i can dig this i like this
1: wow that sounds like that sounds like so much fun, <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, Annette is making Christmas cards using a cut-out Christmas tree stencil, a toothbrush, and what appears to be a dryer lint collector. It's a it's a piece of screen. Okay, it is a like piece a screen door. Right. Okay, it, that's what I thought at first, and then I was just like, "That looks small. That looks like something that collects dryer lint."
3: I think, I think I recall doing something similar once in, in elementary school where you, you – I mean, if you have a classroom full of kids, you take one screen door or whatever sort of – like a busted screen door and you cut it into pieces and then you masking tape the edges Oh. so that the kids don't cut themselves. Thoughtful. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you want a whole bunch of bloody kids.
1: Yeah. Well, I Aww. mean, we did the potato thing that Frankie's doing where he makes a stencil out of a potato, but we did it with an apple.
0: Oh, I'm okay. tired
1: Yeah, and Pee Wee reminds Annette to wash off that toothbrush before she brushes her teeth with it, and that's when we get the reveal of Annette's green toothed smile. And that is the biggest grin I've ever seen her. She's happier <laughs> with that green paint in her mouth than yeah. she ever was in a Skippy peanut butter commercial. <laughs> And then Pee Wee informs Frankie and Annette that he needs to he needs them to make 500 more cards to send out to all his friends, which later in the special gets upgraded to a thousand. I don't know if they did extra credit or what, but. Well, I thought it was 500 each. Oh, there it is. Uh, This indentured servitude of Frankie and Annette is a running theme, as we mentioned, and I am here for it. But first, Pee Wee realizes Share has magically appeared in the playhouse. Doors matter nothing to Share. She just barges in and <laughs> wants to know what today's secret word is. You know what? It's Share. She can walk into my house.
3: Let's be let's be fair. That Pee fair to share. Fair to share. Um, Pee Wee's jagged door doesn't really have a lock. It's a swinging door, so you know, come on in. It's open house.
1: There you go. <laughs> Uh, I think Cher might have been my favorite celebrity appearance as a kid. It's someone different now. But she, more than almost any of the others, feel like she belonged in this special. Mm-hmm. She's doing her own little robot dance as Conky prints out the secret word. Uh,
3: which, <laughs> she's there for
1: it. She's there for it, which is year. Uh, <laughs> and that's kind of what Cher sounds like when she does it. It's like, you all know what to do whenever anyone says
0: a secret word, right, Cher? <laughs> That's right! For the rest of the day, whenever anyone says a secret word, scream real loud. Ready? Let's try it. <laughs> so, loud, uh, Cher, are you having a nice Christmas so far? Oh, yeah, Pee-wee. Christmas is my favorite time of year.
1: <laughs> that was so cool, Cher. Thank you for sharing. She's on the ball. She doesn't say scream. She just screams. <sighs> She knows what's she, up. She won her like, Oscar
2: for *Silkwood* yet, though.
1: Yes, yes, she. Has.
2: Okay. Well, she knows when to phone it in, obviously. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I feel like she had watched the show before. It's just like I'm doing this research, or I'm actually a fan of Pee-wee. She, I feel like they'd be buds.
0: Also, she knows variety shows. That's true.
3: When I did get cable, I watched a lot of TV land, and I watched a lot of Sonny and Cher, and I was like 17. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> but unfortunately, Cher's stay is short-lived, but her absence is soon filled by the arrival of the king of cartoons, played by Dang Blackula himself,
0: William Marshall. I did not know he was Blackula. He I didn't know his
3: name was Blackula. Dang Blackula. <laughs> That's the government name.
1: Yeah, well,
3: his given name, I know.
1: Yes. (laughs) Uh, The king of cartoons brings Pee-wee a gift, and it's not fruitcake. It's two fruitcakes. Ooh. Well, he's a king. He can afford two. Exactly. We're up to four now. uh, And Annette asks the king to start the cartoon this time. Uh, But first, it's Joan Rivers on Hollywood Squares for five seconds. That's a good
3: Big gold phone it in. I'm in the center square and oh, just yeah. take my picture and get me out of here, please. Right.
1: Here's my cape that says Merry Christmas and we're done.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Did CBS own Hollywood Squares at the same time they own Pee Wee? Because I figure Probably. that's how that cameo okay.
1: happens. That's how a lot of these cameos happen. Yeah. Uh, but the cartoon we watch is called Christmas Comes But Once a Year. It's a 1936 film by Fleischer Studios. Featuring the Betty Boop supporting character Professor Grampy. Yes,
2: yeah. <laughs> Grampy, who shows up. Uh, Grampy, Grampy is a big character for any uh, Betty Boop stuff. He has his own theme song, though. Over at the Over at Grampy's house, which you hear in the background of the cartoon, and I remember watching the full one not the king of cartoons abridged one as a kid and you want to talk about jealousy from peewee's playhouse talk about jealousy when i couldn't make my own little train set out of my mother's coffee pot (laughs) (laughs)
3: did you try hard
2: enough oh uh, i tried i i I ended up punished i tried so hard
1: Oh no! i'll tell y'all right now that umbrella turning into christmas trees thing doesn't work either (laughs) stacking on top of each other and then putting them on an old-timey phonograph player well, at the time it was just a phonograph player.
3: But it's, it's so creative and it's so interesting, like, that maybe you know, it, maybe it helped me open my mind about, like, okay, the possibilities. Oh, what's that? A coffee pot? No, it's a train. I fie, Fie! It's a train. I defy you. <laughs> like, you know? uh, but but the, um, the Christmas tree part is, is animated so beautifully. It's definitely obviously an actual model. And and it's it's interesting how it shifts like in animation style there.
2: Yeah, That's actually, actually a really Fleischer serious, Studio though. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Fleischer Studios was very big mm-hmm. into using those live action sets, and then they would rotoscope over it, animate it. They did that um, for backgrounds, and they also did that most famously with mm-hmm. Cab Calloway, where they filmed him performing, and then they animated over him. Huh. And uh, yeah, that was a big Betty Boop cartoon back in the day.
3: Yeah, it's, it's it's really well done. You can tell somebody took a lot of care into that.
1: Well, after the cartoon, we get a very short song from Pee-wee's puppet, Billy Bologna, <laughs> followed by a weather alert from Mr. Kite. It's snowing! It's snowing! It's snowing! It's snowing!
0: It's snowing! It's snowing! It's snowing!
1: <laughs> Which, okay, I live in Florida now. It's actually raining as we speak uh, I, well, I do not miss The snow very much And I've told this story a few times on the show before But I've had to work in it in the news But I do miss running around the house Screaming, it's snowing <laughs> Exactly Like beauty.
3: Well, do you do you enter one room And then immediately come out of that same room In full winter garb
1: I have not mastered That part of it yet no. <laughs> And now I'll never have to.
2: <laughs> you see, the thing is about living up north is, like, I miss snow, and then I have it for five minutes, and I'm like, I'm done with this.
1: Pretty much. No. I take the Calvin and Hobbes approach, and I'm just like, it's a beautiful scene through a window on Facebook. <laughs>
3: yeah. I still love it. I like the cold, so, you know, you can have Orlando most of the time.
1: I I'm sweating now. It's fine. But... Pee-wee bundles up and invites everyone outside, but stops short and goes, Frankie, Annette, finish making all those Christmas cards? And <laughs> this is just – I don't think I got the joke that Pee-wee's a jerk as a child. Yeah. <laughs> I never picked up on that, but – He's
3: you know, a slave driver.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. But uh, – no, he says, I'm sorry. You'll have to stay inside until you finish. And Annette starts, yes, but... And you hear him scream halfway across the set, no! It's such
3: a short burst of no. It's, it's just, <laughs> yes, but no! And he's gone.
1: It's just perfect timing.
2: <laughs> the thing about Keeley's jerkdom is his, he is much of a jerk because he's just, he's just like that, or is it because he's supposed to be kind of like a big kid, and kids are kind of inherently jerks sometimes?
1: <laughs> I... I'm sure it's the latter, but he he perfects it to the point where it's exaggerated, but to the point where it's it's funny again.
2: You don't want to strangle him when he's a jerk. Basically. Right. It's just
1: it, it's funny somehow. But like you feel bad for
2: Frankie
3: and Annette, but at the same time, you're like, ha ha
1: ha. Pretty much. <laughs> then we see Pee Wee playing in the snow, very briefly screaming, ah, yellow snow. <laughs> I didn't get that joke when I was eight. I'll tell you that right (laughs) now. But we see him making a snow angel and he plays a game called mystery footprints in the snow, which is just, he walks around in the snow and makes prints in the snow. (laughs) But I love those little games. He invents in five seconds. It sends a really important message. Hey, you should never complain about being bored. Everything around you is amazing and wacky. Go do something with it. That's the best. And that brings in Cowboy Curtis, played by Lawrence Fishburne. I filled
0: you with my mystery tracks in the snow! You sure did, Pee-Wee! Mmm, mysterious!
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I like to mention a lot on this show some of the crazy, did you know this actor was also this guy? Uh, But on a scale of one to ten, one being Frank Oz is both Bert and Fozzie Bear, they sound exactly alike, and ten being James Avery was Uncle Phil and the Shredder. (laughs) When I realized Morpheus was Cowboy Curtis.
3: What about Ike Turner? Yeah. (laughs) I think think Cowboy Curtis, I think someone's slapping around Tina Turner.
2: Oh. (laughs) Oh. Oh. He was also in uh, Apocalypse Now, and it's weird to think of him as, like, this young soldier riding down a river, tripping on acid, and then he ended up going off and becoming a cowboy. It's very much like the Family Matters dad going through the Nakatomi Tower complex thing and then (laughs) running away to Chicago to be a dad. Good old Reginald Zell Johnson.
1: (laughs) That one was obvious. This one was just... Wait a minute! That's Cowboy Curtis watching The Matrix, <laughs> and that might have been like an eight and a half or a nine for me on that scale. But
3: yeah, well, for, for some reason, I always like just inherently knew that he was Cowboy Curtis. I don't know why.
1: Maybe those other roles then. Maybe it was just you knew that this was that actor. I just I Maybe. didn't know who he was. Uh-huh.
0: I did not know he was the voice of the Silver Surfer in Fantastic Four: The Rise of the Silver Surfer, which I never saw.
1: I but went I to the theater, but I fell asleep. <laughs> So that's how good. I that think
2: that movie gets too much grief. It's not as bad as the first one. I mean, it's it's goofy. It's fantastic. I, mean, I probably
1: for- just couldn't hang that night.
2: I mean, it's no Stan Fortastic or anything. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Cowboy Curtis and Pee Wee suddenly hear the heavenly intonations of the Del Rubio triplets <laughs> playing "Walking in a Winter Wonderland," and they are the most Pee Wee Herman band in existence. Bells ring Are you listening
0: In the lane Always listening
2: so big in the 80s I just remember like being like, oh my god who are these like I couldn't figure out if they were supposed to be attractive women or grandmothers like because they were always in those short shorts but then you look at their faces and they're like great hair I loved the Del Rubio
3: triplets because of married with children um and in that same episode um because they're they're Peggy's um triplet aunts for some reason from from Wineford County um um, Peggy Wanker is her name. And so they're just known as the Wanker triplets. Um, so in that same episode, uh, King Kong Bundy is there. And that's the reason why they're named the Bundys because of King Kong Bundy for some reason, when they're making the show. Um, yeah. Divine was also supposed to be one of the relatives, but he passed away the day before they were shooting. Oh no. <laughs> so, but I definitely remember King Kong Bundy. Sitting there while Al's trying to watch a movie. And um and the Del Rubio triplets are just like, you know, hanging around and he's trying to like tell tell them what to do with their careers and it ends up backfiring because it's Al. Um, but you know, <laughs> I, I watched a lot of marital children.
0: Are they showing off their gams in that episode? Oh, of
3: course they are. <laughs> they were they were very sexy grandmothers. <laughs> their their legs are the legs of a 20-year-old.
1: <laughs> right. And that's the peewee aesthetic. Yes, sexy grandmother.
3: <laughs> yes, and their and their face makeup—it's it, not quite, you know, the the horror gun from from the census. <laughs> but it's but it's very much like um. I don't know if you've seen the Good Girl of the movie. I have. Um, okay, well, Zoe Deschanel plays a drugstore. Um, makeup counter person. Okay. And and she just starts slathering all this makeup and it looks like that on an old lady. And the old lady's like, Isn't this a little heavy? And she says, No, it's it's all the um it's called cirque de face, like circus of the face, and it's all the rage of the Frenchies.
1: It's like so. an hour is it like an hour and a half of the Miss Piggy and Joan River scene from the Muppets Take Manhattan? <laughs>
3: Yeah, pretty much.
1: <laughs> We're back no, to Joan no, Rivers. No,
3: no, that, that's just She's got more time
1: on this podcast than she has in the actual special.
3: Yes, that is true. That
2: is 100% accurate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Daniel anyway. Rubio triplets definitely rocked those garage door, like, eyeshadow
1: palettes.
3: <laughs> I think that was by design. I think they wanted to be as glitzy and and, and obvious as possible. Just to get your attention.
1: Yeah, and I did not realize until today that Del Rubio was Spanish for blonde. Yes, the blondes. (laughs) Their given names were, they were the Boyd triplets born in 1921. None of them are with us any longer. Uh, Edie died in 1996, after which the other two never performed again. And then Elena died in 2001, and Millie most recently in 2011, but... After that lovely performance of walking in a winter wonderland, we see all the playhouse regulars playing outside. And is this the first time we've seen a lot of these characters outside?
2: Absolutely, with the exception of probably Randy, because Randy, Randy was a bad boy. Randy <laughs> ran off and did his own thing. At the very so, least, Randy could have been outside.
1: At the very least, we've seen him peeking through Mister Window or something, but. <laughs> <laughs> but Globy is out in the middle of a frozen pond. We've never seen that before. Yeah. Magic Screen is over giving moral support to our next celebrity guest, Little Richard. Woo! <laughs> 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 who is trying again and again to ice skate and really wants to not give up but also admits If God had wanted me to ice skate, I would have been born with skinny feet and a little head. (sighs) If God had wanted me to ice skate, I would have been born with skinny feet and a little head.
2: (laughs) Still don't understand it. And yet he looks
3: like a bobblehead, so I think that's the joke.
1: (laughs) Right. I thought he meant like a penguin.
0: But, mm-hmm. You know what would have helped him? What's the Ronald that? McDonald?
1: That's what I was gonna say. This pond looks like our McDonald's commercial frozen pond.
3: It has tile. Why is it tiled?
1: I'm, that's the only studio they could get.
3: I did notice that around the edges of the frozen ponds, I'm using air quotes right now. Um, that that the snowbank, it's just um it's just fleece. Blankets,
1: basically. And then Pee-wee has a comment uh, when he's out in the snow. If it doesn't snow where you live, just use 20 pounds of coconut shavings.
0: Yes. (laughs) Breaking the fourth wall.
2: (laughs) Which is funny because don't they often use potato flakes, too? More often than coconut shavings?
3: Maybe. (laughs)
2: Potatoing. And we're
1: back. Well, Pee-wee doesn't think it looks that hard, and we cut to what clearly is not Pee-wee doing (laughs) Olympic-level ice skating. And that's the joke as we go to commercial again, and then we come back to find Pee-wee and his friends back inside, warming up with hot chocolate and watching my favorite celebrity appearance of this entire special. It's Katie Lang singing a merry mandolin-backed, Italian-inspired rendition of Jingle Bell Rock.
3: and she's so impassioned like she's acting it out she's clearly having the time of her life and she really was (laughs) and and it's and she even like converses with the with the cool cat and chicky baby and the puppet band and in rhymes she rhymes right right exactly and it, and, it, and it fits so well and it's so vibrant and, and like even if you're a kid and you're watching you're like I have no idea who this is but she's doing Elvis and it's funny you know it's it's, it's really it, it always makes me smile always yeah, no,
1: she is absolutely the happiest to be there she feels like she belongs in the playhouse she can live right. there we'd never know
3: <laughs> I feel like I feel like if she did have plans she would have canceled them
1: to be
2: there on purpose
1: absolutely yeah. Yeah. Slay. You know
2: what I mean, eh? The thing about this performance, and uh, I would say when I was younger in my less woke days, as those children are often saying now, um, I was very sexually confused by this because I was convinced that that was a man. And it was in a, in a dress. And I'm like, I don't understand why he's dressed like that. Like, oh. why is that man in this pretty dress singing this song, not knowing that she just happened to be very masculine presenting? What's oh, <laughs> the of you? Sorry, Katie Lang.
1: She <laughs> oh,
2: she'd probably take that as a compliment.
1: Yeah, it's working.
2: Yeah. <laughs> right, work it. Hey, I mean, soft butch is okay. I, I can get down with that. <laughs>
1: Well, it's time to hang up the stockings, and that's when we get Randy being Randy and telling Terry there's no Santa Claus. Uh, But they don't spend a lot of time with that. Pee-wee cuts the crap and pretty quickly says, fine, I'll just take down your stocking then. And, of course, Randy's like, well, wait, no, let's leave it up there for decoration, you know? (laughs) That's very good, by the way. Oh, thank you.
3: (laughs) Uh, oh, yeah, sure I know what the mean name Christmas is. Uh, I forget. What is it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but first, Clocky informs us it's time for a Petty Cartoon. <laughs> and oh my goodness, Penny might as well be my own eight-year-old daughter now, the way she tells <gasps> any story. Christmas.
2: I love Christmas. In our old house, me this enormous living room about the size of a ballroom. And it had a really tall Christmas tree about from here to the ceiling. It was so enormous. We have so many ornaments, and I love it. While we decorate the tree, we watch some um, old movies like Road to Morocco, the comedy. You know, Road to Morocco with Bob Hope and, um, what's his And Dorothy the Moor. I just love her eyes.
3: That's wonderful.
1: Oh, yeah, I love it. Uh, but Penny here is voiced by a girl named Avriel Hillman, who went on to play Christy on the Babysitter's Club series. Ooh. It's the only penny fact I have besides
0: <laughs> drugs are bad.
3: I just want to mention more clay.
0: <laughs> yes, more clay. We didn't. We didn't skip over the the uh, dreidel part, did we?
1: No, yeah. that's still coming. Okay, that uh, uh, no more. Okay, clay okay. Is
0: on I it. feel like sort of...
1: No, after this, <laughs> I'm uh, just. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to
2: say uh, we we're quite fortunate in this special that it was filmed where, when it was. Otherwise. It would have taken place of Charo probably because Penny was later replaced in the series by a weird cartoon called El Hombre. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> That's
2: right.
0: <laughs> oh, the man. Yeah,
2: sure. Yes, yeah, so it was just a Spanish man doing yeah. random things. He was like a hero kind of guy.
1: Yeah, still clay animated.
2: Right? No, I thought he was uh, traditional animation, like pen and paper. Oh, the the clay animation stayed on in like the toys and the the fridge. But Penny, once Penny was gone, there was no more clay. Huh.
1: Well, well, then the, we cut to the Countess who stops by with Princess Zsa Zsa Gabor. Who just stops by, tells Pee-wee she loves him, and that's it.
0: Merry Christmas, darling. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Jaja, darling. Phoebe, I love you. Then why don't you marry me? <laughs> Ooh, I love you. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Yep. I mean,
3: I feel like at the time, Jaja would have taken any opportunity to get in front of a camera and then just like walk away.
1: So. Pretty much. That's exactly <laughs> what she does here. But I found a draft of I mentioned this draft I found of the script online. There was supposed to be a joke where Pee-Wee tried to re-gift a fruitcake to Jaja, But yeah. she asked, don't you have any diamonds? And he says, no. She's like, here, take some of my diamonds. And he says, oh, well, thank you, Jaja." Not so fast. Now give them back to me as a present. <laughs> See, that
3: would have made more sense other than her just saying I love you three times and leaving.
0: But yeah. What what I want to know is why is she only billed as Princess Jaja? She's not Jaja Gabor at any point. She's just well, Princess Jaja. For, for
3: for many years, she was only Princess Jaja. Why? I don't know. She it she
0: was, her, she was, it was years the, years the years.
1: artist formerly known as Jaja Face. <laughs> yeah, she was
3: just Princess Jaja for for many years.
2: One of her husbands, though, later on, was actually a prince, though
3: was just
1: "Oh, she gave herself.
2: I'm just saying that she didn't use a proper surname
1: no <laughs> there was also supposed to be a segment right around here where Globy explains how holidays are celebrated around the world, but that guy instead, we go back to the picture phone and it's Dinah Shore. Yeah. <phone>.
0: So, I think Dinah Shore is the most obscure celebrity in this entire thing. The only thing that I assume our generation knows her for is that she celebrates Hanukkah. You know?
3: Because of the Hanukkah
0: song? Along with James (laughs) Conn and Kirk Douglas. (laughs) Well, at that point, she was the late Dinah (laughs) Shore. Yes. (laughs) Uh, But no, here
1: she happily sings a very long version of The 12 Days of Christmas. (laughs)
0: the first day of Christmas, my true love sent to me a partridge in a pear tree. On the second day of Christmas, my true love sent to me. Hang on a minute, Dinah, I've got another call. A in a pear tree. Because we
1: see Pee Wee kind of getting tired of the song, and he sneaks out of the picture phone booth, and he puts this mannequin with a Pee Wee Herman mask <laughs> so that, creepy. of course, he has.
0: <laughs> well, it's also. It's also definitely like a Halloween costume we would have been able to buy very easily in 1988.
3: Oh, yeah. I feel like i There's no attempt at realism, and that's the best part. It's so
0: creepy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's Dinosaur would be
1: a 1988 picture phone, I don't know how good reception that got. Oh, but before <laughs> we get to that, we he gets. This thing had call waiting! Yes. Because he calls Oprah. But, well, Oprah calls in very quickly.
0: I just wanted to say, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas, Oprah. I'm going to have to call you back. I have Dinah Shore on the other line. <laughs> 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 on the day of Christmas, my love said to me. It's Oprah, but it's before Oprah! Oprah. Oh, yeah, no, this is 88 Oprah. But you see,
1: you see her being excited. She's more excited about being on the special than Pee Wee is excited <laughs> that he's calling her. It's just like, it's Oprah Winfrey. And she even does the little ha. <laughs> But pee has no time for Oprah, and it's sad. <laughs>
3: she's like, hi, pee Ha ha. And then she's gone.
1: Yeah. yeah. Back to Dinosaur, <laughs> yeah. and that's when we get our little, I'm going to sneak out, and here's and me. And then we hear little bits and pieces of her later. She's, Dinosaur is going on. It's just like a, what was it? 20 pounds of fruitcake, 18 Sump bags of nachos. <laughs> 19- 17
3: <laughs> bodybuilders is my favorite
2: one. Yes. <laughs> well, now we know what happened with the later part of the episode. There Dinosaur there. filled in okay. the plot okay. hole.
1: Thanks, Dinosaur. <laughs> well, we get right to a bodybuilder because Ricardo comes up and says, I can't even say it. Oh, man. Blah, blah, blah. Feliz, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz
3: Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Right.
1: <laughs> Ricardo knows what to do.
2: He's grotesque tired of this shit at that point. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh but that's when we learn the piñata tradition of Navidad. Uh and Piri makes the remark, "Well, the only thing missing now is charo." Just a lovely rendition of Feliz Navidad Wow, (laughs) Peewee is flailing blindfolded at this pinata that's nowhere near him that whole bit <laughs> goes <laughs> on Navidad. what feels like 5 months too long. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh. Yeah, but Char Charo is I mean, fantastic. I, I know Charo for two things. Well, three if you count the Gucci Gucci. Um, I <laughs> she she was the the person who made the most appearances on the Love
1: Boat. Okay.
3: Um, <laughs> and and she is a masterful classical guitarist. She is highly revered around the world. Um, she's she, she's she's basically a guitar virtuoso. And um, and I mean, when I think of Feliz Navidad, I think of two things. I think of Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. Yes. And I
2: think of Charles.
1: Yep. Yeah, those are my thoughts.
2: I'm pretty sure Charo is, like, a Highlander, though, at this point. Because she's been on TV so long, and she's, like, not aged. So, she's, like, 84 years.
3: She's
0: only 67
2: now. That's, that's That's the adjusted age. We're not entirely sure how old she is. Like, no, really, like, the... I, I forget which country she's from but like she got in with some producer and then they fudged her age because they ended up getting married but you don't know if she was actually underage so like legit <laughs> you, you we really do not know how old Charo is it doesn't matter but it's a it mystery does. it doesn't She'll matter she's fabulous <laughs> i do want to point out that um joey just
3: looked up her, her Wikipedia entry, and her real name is Maria del Rosario Mercedes Pilar Martinez Molina Baiza
1: But you can call her Charo. Call her Dottie and you die. Mm-hmm. That's
3: you can call perfect. her Charo. Gucci, Gucci,
1: be That's really
3: creepy. pata de fruta.
1: You're really good at that. <laughs> Charo also gives... Peewee of a fruitcake, uh, and here is where the dreidel and Mrs. Renee comes in, because okay. she brings seven more fruitcakes, eight more fruitcakes, seven more <laughs> after the one gets burst. but, uh, Mrs. Renee explains that she's Jewish, so she celebrates Hanukkah, and she is just elated to get to the Hanukkah portion of the show. Come on, everybody. It's the Hanukkah portion of the show. And we're all going to sing
0: the Dreidel song. Just follow the bouncing zombie head. Dreidel, Dreidel,
1: Dreidel, I made you out of play. And when you're dry and ready, then Dreidel I will play.
3: <laughs> there are two things about this particular interaction with Mrs. Renee. One is that I hate the way that they spell Dreidel. Um, because it's D-R-A-D-E-L and I've never seen it like that before except in Pee-Wee's Christmas special and and Jombie is just bouncing all around the place if you follow his head you're not going to get the lyrics um, but also when she says this is the Hanukkah portion of the show all these Hanukkah things just drop down from the ceiling all simultaneously <laughs> and it's fantastic <laughs>
2: My favorite part about that whole segment is how it ends with the dreidel spinning off into the dinosaur's little yeah. enclave. And the dinosaurs are clearly Jewish because they
0: were around before Jesus showed up. Yep. That's that's, just makes that's my favorite. I love that.
1: <laughs> I'm glad we all got the same joke. Yeah. <laughs> that
0: makes it's me brilliant. happy. So
3: <laughs> and two things about that. The dinosaur family, again, are in clay. More claymation. More claymation. Um, <laughs> and two, I kind of, I kind of always felt awkward watching the dinosaur family. They look really happy. They're cute, um, but they have a dinosaur as a pet. Like, isn't that sort of slavery? Isn't that like, <laughs> it's kind of, like it's like, a it's, living it's like the Goofy cute <laughs> thing. There you go.
1: Yeah, it's the goofy Pluto. Thing.
3: And Joey pointed out, like, well, they're not on their two feet. The, they're different the, species. Yeah. Exactly. Well, the the four legged dinosaur is is obviously subservient to the two legged dinosaurs.
1: Yeah. Goofy <laughs> has hands.
3: Yes, that's true.
1: Good son with a human woman.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, so their pet dinosaur is the Pluto of the family. There
2: you go.
1: Well, back out in the playhouse proper, Frankie and Annette have finally finished their cards before we go to one last commercial break, and then it's time for Terry to put the star on the tree. And then Randy kills the lights because he's Randy, and... Randy. Christmas. (laughs) ah, humbug. Christmas is just a commercial exploitation for big business trying to capitalize on consumer (laughs) guilt. (laughs) But peewee's heart grows three sizes all of a sudden (laughs) and he has to remind randy of the actual meaning of christmas uh with an assist from magic screen who tells the story of the birthday of the christ child the true meaning of christmas is the celebration of the birthday of the christ child There was no room at the inn, so Joseph and Mary
3: stopped to rest at a stable. And there were three wise men who followed a bright shining star to Bethlehem where the little baby lay in a manger. And they brought him presents, and all the angels
1: sang. And that is the true meaning of Christmas. Uh, And showing us this, it looks like, it's a Christmas pageant with kids playing it, but it looks like everyone in the audience of this Christmas pageant is Asian. The performers yes. are not
3: <laughs> right right they're they're white kids except for balthazar who's always brown yes. um and and yeah it's like a whole couple of rows full of obvious like asian um private school students i don't get it
1: yeah at first i thought okay it's just one family of asians that are in that front row but no they all are I don't think that the pageant was that
3: great that they had to take it on tour or anything. So I don't really know.
1: <laughs> it was good enough for Pee Wee.
3: <laughs> I also would like to say that the um this this 25 seconds that Magic strain takes to tell us about this pageant, if I had no idea what Christmas was all about, I would be even more confused afterward. Oh, yeah. Because it, it, it really doesn't teach me anything. But Randy's all like, oh, yeah, now I get it.
1: And we're moving on to Christmas carols. Well, no, wait. Before that, uh, Cowboy Curtis gives Pee-wee another fruitcake. So that's one from him, one from Miss Yvonne. Reba, King of Cartoons, got two. Uh, The Food in the Refrigerator gave him a little one. Mrs. Renee, oh, six plus eight is 14. Randy gave him one right there at the end is 15. And Charo, 16. 16 fruitcakes. Uh, uh, uh. (laughs) Uh-uh-uh. special and they are all going to peewee's new project a new wing of the playhouse constructed entirely out of fruitcakes by our two shirtless chiseled construction workers
0: we've alluded to this a couple times during this but again for 1988, this is a very queer friendly christmas special it between is. the the shirtless con- uh, construction dudes uh, grace jones katie lang uh little richard
3: just the over-the-topness of everything. Um, and I do mean everything, like, like from from Mrs. Vaughn's um top of her hair to the to the tip of little Richard's toes.
0: <laughs> you know?
3: <laughs> everything that's that's too much is somehow not enough for the special.
0: Right. A lot of it is it's it's camp, you know. The, yeah. the tragic the ludicrous, the ludicrously tragic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Pee-wee leads them all in a few stanzas of Christmas carols, but he like goes through them rapid fire. But wait! I hear sleigh bells. And I think it's Reba who makes the uh the comment that uh maybe you've had a little too much eggnog or something. Yep. And
3: she has it, she does it with that twin, like, like, you know what that means? Right? And then she's like, Yeah, you had too much eggnog. Look at that. We all know
2: what Riva's family Christmases are like, apparently. <laughs>
1: oh, poor Riva. <Reba. laughs> but no, Santa's here. And this Santa is played by an actor named Aaron Fletcher, who also played Santa Claus on a 1982 episode of the Sally Struthers, I believe, Vehicle Gloria. Wow. And a 1985 episode of St. Elsewhere. Hi, misspelled Westfalls. Falls. <sighs>
3: You can tell that this man is a professional
1: Santa. It's clearly his real hair
3: because it's sort of like off white and, and, and like redder near his face. Mm-hmm. He he has, he has the demeanor of a patient man, someone who would put up with Pee Wee. Um, yeah. you you. I mean, I've seen plenty of, because I care about Christmas too much now. Um, I've seen plenty of, of, you know, one-hour special is about, like, you won't believe these crazy Christmas trends around the world. I've seen the episodes where there's, you know, Santa schools. And this guy's obviously a Santa
2: school person. (laughs) (laughs) He's the dean of the Santa school.
3: (laughs) He might be at this point, if he's still with
0: us. (laughs) I don't believe he is, but he is
3: not. Oh,
0: he only died two years later.
3: Oh, at 63? That's young. Yeah. Wow.
2: That stinks. All
1: the cookies. That was a big plate of cookies.
0: Uh
1: (laughs) I'm sure Pee-wee was thinking, well, Santa's probably going to have two of these and the rest are for me. (laughs) I don't know why I did a Kermit voice right there. (laughs) Well, Santa informs Pee-wee that since his list was so big, there wasn't room enough in his sleigh for any gifts for anyone else. And he's going to need... All of Pee-wee's back. Uh, And that's when Pee-wee has that change of heart. Well, no. He needs some goading from everyone else who's standing there. (laughs) But he happily gives up all of his presents so the rest of the children on Earth could have a Merry Christmas. Because, quote, Christmas is the time when we should be thinking of what we can do for others. And here's when he uses his Chekhov second wish from uh, (laughs) Jombie. For peace on earth, and that everyone has a merry Christmas and a happy new year. Ah! <laughs> Thank you. You know what? I'm capping it there. Does anyone have any other comments before we?
0: I was going to ask everyone's favorite member of the Playhouse. Ooh, the Playhouse gang. Oh man. Hmm. Uh-huh.
3: Well, in this particular special, I really like how the flowers look. They're little angels, and their little mouths are so foamy. Um, but I think I think Cherry probably because you know female. I guess you know when you're a little girl, you sort of gravitate to okay, which one's the girl? All right, I'll take that one.
1: Cherry's <laughs> awesome. I mean, I was always a sucker for Conky. Oh,
3: I love Conky. Oh, see, I like them all.
1: <laughs> I dog- had the whole. I had like a toy set. Oh, of all of the characters um like you could get a playhouse set i didn't have that i just had everybody who went in it so kaki was my favorite because he was a wind-up toy ooh.
2: i actually have the playhouse set Do i you? bought it for nice. res- yes uh this toy resale shop is going out of business and they had it half off so i bought it and i actually gave it to my mother for her birthday because she is Aww. a huge peewee fan Aww, nice. so if you know go- what no, it's it, it's perfect because it had a bunch of figurines, and it can go with her Peewee's lunchbox and her Billy Baloney doll that she has.
0: Oh, oh no! Billy Baloney!
1: <laughs> I think yes. the only I think the only figure my parents still managed to keep uh, is Cowboy Curtis, but not his hat. <laughs> no,
3: I did not have any Peewee figures. However, I did just read today that um that that one of Joey's friends um daughter. Her 11-month-old daughter is obsessed with Pee-wee Herman, and they got her to sit still for her picture by waving her, her Pee-wee Herman doll in front of her. Like, <laughs> like this role? 11-month-old baby girl. Like, they, they want to get her attention, they put Pee-wee's playhouse on. They want her to sit still for a photo, they wave her Pee-wee doll at her.
1: I mean, he, he could hold my attention for an hour <laughs> to watch this at eight years old, which was an accomplishment.
3: Yeah.
1: Well, 11 months old. I mean, think about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. My 3-year-old. We brought him the solo and he was just, "I'm going to sit on this seat. Now I'm going to sit over here." <laughs> he loved what he saw, though.
0: Wookie Goldberg.
2: Well, yes. <laughs> so. Well, now I got to keep that part in. My Favorite growing up was always Miss Yvonne because you know, you talk, you mentioned uh, Cherry, you know, because she's the girl. I mean, yeah. Miss Yvonne, she, she's the most beautiful oh. woman in all of what was
3: yeah, it was. She,
2: she was like a, a perfectly
3: normal looking 40 year old woman with a big dress on.
1: <laughs> nope,
2: most she had beautiful. amazing hair and the yeah. best dress. And yes, I've only, I got a soft spot in my adulthood for. For Randy and for um oh god, I am completely blanking out his name. It was the big one-eyed monster that was. Oh. oh, it was like Hugo or something Roger. like that. Roger, Roger. <laughs> yes, and part of that is because oh, I got an email from the performer one time thanking me for something I wrote about Pee Wee. So oh, I remember that. Aww. You're sentimentally like my new favorite. <laughs> Yes, it's Mr. Wayne White. He's, he's a fantastic performer, much like uh, Jombie. Had a lot of behind the scenes stuff. So.
1: I had a soft spot for the giant headed door to door salesman who had been
0: oh, a yes. season one exclusive. but... <laughs> I like Conky and Terry. I always like Terry. Oh, Just Terry. Green pterodactyl. <laughs>
1: And if anyone listening wants to send you an addition to your new Playhouse Wing made entirely of fruitcake, where can they find <laughs> you? On the internet, Lindy.
2: Uh, I am at IE Video Games on Twitter.
0: <laughs> Aaron.
3: I'm at Ms. Aaron M. Evans on Twitter.
0: And Joey. Uh if you haven't heard me on the eight million other appearances on this podcast, <laughs> I'm at I'm Gonna DJ24 on Twitter, and you can hear me. On why not radio at why not radio.net.
1: And this show lives at adventcalendar.house and on Twitter at AdventCalhouse. Well, thank you all again so much for joining me today.
0: Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs>
1: The Advent Calendar House is part of the Christmas Podcast Network. To find more shows like this one, visit christmaspodcastnetwork.com.
0: Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Jess. And we're we're Hallmark Hallmark and Jess. Jess.
2: (laughs) I feel like we're at a car dealership commercial.
0: (laughs) We swear we won't talk like this during the podcast.
3: There's two things we love most in this world.
0: Hallmark movies and Lacey Chabert.
3: And we're breaking down all of your favorite Hallmark movies like...
0: A Very Merry Mix-Up. Rocky Mountain Christmas. And the All of My Heart series. Tommy, please be my husband. So
1: tune in every Wednesday,
0: today. Next
1: time on the Advent Calendar House. On the first day of Christmas, the turtles gave to me a pizza with pepperoni. On the
0: second day of Christmas, the turtles gave to me two comic books and a pizza with pepperoni. On the third day
1: of Christmas, the turtles gave to me three skateboards, two comic books, and a pizza with pepperoni.